Do you guys know that one song that's like I think it's Chinese. I think it's a Chinese song. I don't know. I'm not positive. I'm not positive about that. I um Hello, I'm Gay and I'm your host, Geraldo Rivera. You're tuned in to the premier uh Edging Coomcast podcast, Comcast Gooncast. Uh, Geraldo's Edge Game episode 69. Special episode as always. As you've come to expect. uh, Another special exclusive episode just for you, just for this occasion. stuck in my head it's been stuck in my head all 
Did you guys get enough 9-11 jokes this year? Did you get all the 9-11 jokes you asked for this year that you wanted? Um, Twenty-two years of material, right? To twenty twenty-two years to come up with something really, really good. Um, about disaster, and I don't. I don't feel like it's progressed that much. And I, and I'm not saying that I personally do better or 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 can do better. It's it's just that um I just don't know. I just thought there'd be more. I just I thought there'd be more to it. You know, we went we we progressed through the wow, isn't that fucked up? We're joking about the fucked up thing to the to the to the post ironic like oh, we're not going to joke about that. I'm taking it very seriously. This is a really bad thing that happened earnest uh ironic take and i just thought we'd be a lot further along um that was what the the predominant uh take i feel like i was i was seeing this year was oh yeah everyone's gonna make their 9-11 jokes well not me and that's the joke that was that's the joke that um you know because they didn't want to just try to have another funny thing to say about 9-11 this year. They decided to be, uh, you know, they just gave up. A lot of people just gave up this year, and that was kind of disappointing, I think. I, I was really disappointed with how many people didn't just give it a, just a try, just just for the sake of it, you know, just for tradition. Um. It was very lazy. I felt it was a very lazy attempt at 9-11 humor. And in that sense, I, I feel like it's time to, to move on to the next disaster to joke about, the next large catchy terrorist act to 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 kind of feed uh comedy and it's it's a shame that we didn't have instagram that we didn't have twitter and we didn't have facebook when the OKC bombing 
happened in 1995. There certainly was a network of people to share, uh, I don't know, where you email each other things about the OKC bombing. Like, what what was the joke about? Because certainly there were jokes about the OKC bombing, right? Certainly someone was joking about them at a, maybe at an open mic or... Um, but I, I, you know, those jokes I feel like are lost. I feel like they're lost somewhere. And yeah, certainly people still joke about it today. But it's it it like doesn't come from a place of having like grown up with those jokes to develop through the ironic post ironic uh, cycle. Um, and so I, I feel like, and I've been saying this for a long time is that I think we're due for another OKC bombing at least. Um, and by that, I just mean, you know, any, any domestic terrorism act um would be good i think you know surely you know school shootings shootings in general uh, mass shootings um could you know we do consider some acts of terror right if they're big enough and depending on who is the target but i i feel like none have been big enough um since i guess even steven paddock but like i don't know steven paddock wasn't funny there i think there are still a lot of people there are a lot of people in america who don't know who steven paddock is and there are a lot of people who don't have a story about um when they found out about the the Las Vegas shooting, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like a major show stopping televised. It certainly was televised, but you know, it wasn't like oh, we're gonna stop everything we're doing and and watch what's happening because it wasn't. You know, shootings are too quick. You know what I mean? Shootings are too. Um, there's not much to show and, and a lot of times you can't show a whole lot. And and yeah, there are people who had a lot more cool videos of different angles of, of a disaster like that because it was, it was in 2015. Um, you know, more so than 9-11, all the, f- the footage we have from 9-11 is, has a nice grainy aesthetic that people seem to like nowadays. Uh, the VHS, you know, kind of fuzz. Um, and I think for the next big, and that's why I'm thinking it shouldn't be a shooting for a domestic terrorism act. It shouldn't be a shooting. It should be a bomb. It should be a, a large scale a bomb um, because the, the, the big thing with 9-11, obviously a huge scale with two buildings, 
three buildings is that you have a tons of of footage and coverage of of the aftermath as well of the destruction and the buildings and then the the rubble and all the after effects and all the interviews you get um it it goes on and on but with Stephen Paddock I I believe there were supposed to be explosions as well right there were supposed to have been um explosives that were shot at and to, to set off bombs and I believe they did not go off right so I think that's what held that event back from being the next OKC bombing right I don't know how big those bombs were supposed to be where they were supposed to be I don't know you know I don't I don't think they were OKC uh, fertilizer bombs, but um, you know that having that combination of shooting and bombing is, I think, what's crucial. And I think that was really creative of of Stephen Paddock and team, whoever you know actually assisted him. Not um, you know what's his face. Uh, any any whatever whatever agency you believe in or subscribe to three letters or more, but typically three letters. So, you know, perhaps we can, we can expand that even more. You have the shooting. Okay. You have the bombs and what can your third factor be? What can your third, uh, uh, method of destruction or terror be, um, and I, I think now is the right time if you have the resources, if you have the capability and, and really, I feel like you shouldn't try it even if, if you don't have it, I, I feel like you need to have this third quality, especially now, if you're going to do it now is the ability to spread a disease, you know, use is biochemical. You need, you need biochemical as the third, I think the third part of that act. Shooting, shooting is the most immediate. That is immediate death. The, the bombing is destruction of, of, you know, it's, it's bombing the infrastructure. You will get some kills from that too. Um, but then the biochemical warfare is what will, you know, create the lasting lingering effects. And I think that's something we've learned, um, from dropping nukes on, on, um, on Japan is, is you kind of nail all three in one, in one big go. Obviously that's expensive. I'm not, I'm not saying nuke someone don't don't nuke a place if you could i think you should now there may be someone out there who's already building um their own nuke i don't i don't really know how how someone does that but i i don't see why and i i'm again i know nothing and i i have not looked into this personally 
but I, I don't see why there wouldn't be at least one rich person who isn't already looking into or building or developing their own uh, nuclear weapon. Um, I don't, I, I feel like that's something someone would be doing privately, you know, like in a, in a bunker or like in a basement. Um, like I don't, I don't really see why that's not, happening or at least we're not hearing about like oh someone got caught building a nuke or um like there's plenty enough there's a there's plenty of smart people in the world right there's plenty of capable smart people and there's also plenty of like evil people and of course with enough people statistically you're going to have one at least one smart and evil enough person that um would build a bomb probably more than one okay and out of that group of smart evil people who want to do it uh statistically i feel like at least one uh, would have the actual resources to uh, go ahead and do it and so um Where are they? Where are they at? You know, I think it's a lot easier. Maybe it's harder. Maybe it's harder. I don't know. Maybe they talked about it on their podcast and they they got caught really early in the early stages of doing it. You know what I mean? And um, that sucks. Gee, I wish I knew. <laughs> if, if anyone, if anyone wants to build a nuke with me, uh, hit me up. If anyone wants to invest, because that's the only thing holding me back. That's that's the only thing stopping me is uh, is money, and that's why I'm camming. It's for my nuke fund. Cause I, I don't know, man. Like I feel like, like logistically, like what if I if I laid out a hypothetical plan now, what would be okay? So maybe not a nuke, but you want something that is the the equivalent uh, effects of a nuke you know, both short-term and long-term damage to both, uh, you know, infrastructure and, and human life. You want, you want to cat, you want to get everything. You want to catch all, you want to be the best, you know, you want the number one. And I don't think you can get there unless, unless either the CIA or the FBI is helping you or both, probably both. You need, you need both. You need to coordinate a lot of people you need a team of people to make that happen uh, in 2023. And um, probably
like you can't, I, I feel like, like New York was obviously the best choice, right? For, for nine 11, New York made the most sense it, it, there's no questioning that that was number one and it's taken and it's been done. And I, I don't think, even though I think it's still technically the best choice, I think you need to you need to to do some somewhere else if you want it to be a distinct um it, it has to be somewhere else um I'm thinking maybe like city in Texas I think Austin. I think Austin would be really funny. I know Austin's not big. Austin's not big and it's not important, but perhaps culturally it represents something that I think if committed by a you know a a domestic entity would be extremely polarizing for for US citizens who you know either love or hate Austin and not because it's not like the hip aspect necessarily cuz that's very that's very small thinking i i think i think it just has to be any tex any texan city and it's not because i personally have anything against texas i'm i'm actually considering moving to texas um for unrelated reasons you know but um Every once in a while, it sounds like the neighbors like jerking off aggressively, which I really enjoy. It sounds like they're jerking off and hitting the wall with their hand. You know? Like they're trying to come through the through the drywall. Because you can tell there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing else separating these houses. Yeah, I want to get out of here. I'm going to get out of Louisiana. I'm going to just head right to Texas. Okay, and start planning. Or finish planning. <coughs> Got a network. I think putting it in Texas will be... It'll also differentiate itself from. It'll be very distinct from nine eleven. It'll be distinct from OKC bombing. And you have to get a structure. You have to bomb a structure that, or at least make sure you get at least one structure that is notable and represents. Um, see, that's the thing. There's nothing quite iconic in Texas in these Texan cities. The Alamo is kind of funny, but like, you know, the Alamo on a skyline doesn't, you know what I mean? Like the shape of the Alamo doesn't really 
trigger anything in anyone. I don't know, man. I feel like, hmm. I don't know. I think you can you bomb Mount Rushmore? Is that? I know that's not human life. I just think that it's like a funny idea. Because it needs to be funny. It whatever. Whatever it is, it needs to inspire something funnier than what 9-11 has been for the last 22 years. Okay. It has to, has to do more than that because I, I think it should, it should have been more. It should be more. And, and supposedly there's uh according to some calculations on some algorithm, um, we have reached a point where 9-11 can be funny just based on previous disasters we've had. And I don't know who's doing the research on these things and conducting these studies about, you know, about when people start to feel like it's pretty okay to make some light of, uh, of a situation. I don't know who studies that and I don't know where I read that. I probably am making it up. But I like to believe that like across the board, I, I would like to think at least a majority of Americans um, don't mind 9-11 jokes. Maybe they don't think they're funny, but they don't, you know, they're not like brutally offended anymore. You know, including the people who like were directly affected in some way or, you know, had a family member or whatever, you know, like those are the people that hold it back. But those are also the people that make it like still kind of funny and the, like the haha, it's fucked up kind of way. Like, I don't know. Plenty of people have said funny things. I, th- I think the funniest the things about 9 11 were not we're not comedians right they were they were like you know mark Wahlberg. mark mark Wahlberg said one of the funniest things which is you know you can look it up if you want but just you know that it'd be different if he was there um that is funny that's really funny that's always been funny uh I don't know, maybe you should involve Mark Wahlberg in the next big act. That would be kind of funny. I don't know if the irony is too like on the on the nose. You know what I mean? I, I feel like people would see it as kind of a I don't know, I feel like they'd have sympathy for Mark, which is not not the intent. It's not the intent. It'd be really funny if he paid to like stage like what what would have been maybe a small scale like terrorist attack, you know, and and then he he steps in and saves the day. Kind of doing like a Jesse Smollett type of thing. 
Um, not hate crime, obviously, but you know, you know what he could, what he could do actually to kind of like he could do two birds and one stone. He could he could make up for the the nine eleven thing, uh, and then he could also make up for uh, he. What did he blind the the Vietnamese guy? Was it a Viet, It was either a Vietnamese guy or. She was Chinese or whatever. He's a Thai. I don't know. Some Asian guy. And so what he can do is uh, he can pay a Vietnamese guy to to attempt this terrorist act. So that way, when he blinds that guy, you know, it actually makes up for the time he blinded the other gentleman for a less uh, honorable reason. Just hypothetically. And obviously we know that like a movie, if it, if it was a nuke, if we could get a nuke to do it, you know, obviously a movie about nukes would do really well. We know, we know while nukes are still fresh in someone's mind, it can't be too close to Oppenheimer, but if you did it in like maybe like two or three years, I think that's when people would be ready for the next like nuke related movie. Um, Um, I've been drinking a lot of seltzer water, a lot of, a lot of sparkling water, excuse me. Um, because I'm, cause I'm aging and I, I, you know, I, I've been missing out on sparkling water for, for years, drinking silly flavored water, you know, and, um, I'm really enjoying this phase of my life where I try out all the flavors of water that are available uh, and uh, hoping to get sponsored, hoping to get sponsored by a, a water company and get in early. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what water company is going to hit the top, but um, I think, you know, water is gold water's gold now it'll be diamonds someday i don't know if diamonds are even worth or diamonds still worth a thing we can make lab diamonds but i don't think we can make lab gold so water will be worth more than gold is what i'm saying that's the point um I might get into liquid death, even though that's not even flavored, I don't think. I think it's just regular water. Just regular sparkling water. I think it's funny with LaCroix. 
I don't know why they're allowed to do this, but they, they're allowed to put in their ingredients. It's uh, only carbonated water, comma, naturally essenced. But they highlight the word only. And I don't know, like, I don't know what other food is allowed to list their ingredients like that, like really snootily. Like, you can just say we only put this in it and then also only this and also only such and such ingredient. Um, but it, it doesn't make sense to even put only here because it's saying it's a type of water that is naturally essenced. But I feel like that implies that it's essenced with something that they are not like listing in the ingredients. So, you know, cause water is its own ingredient and then to essence the water, you need another ingredient. So what is it? Um, that's all. That's the whole bit. That's that's the whole joke. Because I don't. I want to know. You could. It could be. In that, it could be essence with anything. You could put that on any ingredient, on any food. It's just like oh, it's it's essenced. And I know like other things say like oh, it's flavored. But usually they at least like put like the flavor as a separate ingredient, you know what I mean? And then you never get to know what the flavor is. It's, you know, hidden. It's a secret, but with LaCroix, it's, it's built into the water. So it could become if, you know, if you wanted it to be in your imagination, I just like to imagine it's come water. Let me know, LaCroix. I'll jerk off with your water. <sighs> well, anyway, this is the really funny episode, episode 69. Um, there's a lot of pressure on, on this episode. I, I, I've been thinking about what I would do for this episode ever since I started doing the show, I was like, what am I, what can episode 69 be? How can it, how can it elevate the show? How can, how can it reach its peak um, for the funny number episode? And Uh, I've been extremely angry. I've been very angry. I'm very disgruntled. I feel very unstable. I feel um, homicidal, suicidal, antisocial. Um, 
I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I don't even... I have no interest in sex. I don't even want to come. Not. I don't even want to come in the privacy of my own home. I don't talk to anyone aside from horny men online. And terminally online Zoomer girls on Instagram and Snapchat. I haven't verbally talked to anyone that I I personally know in real life as like a friend in in like a month maybe two months I haven't talked to someone who I like actually like you know I haven't talked to someone that I I like talking to I don't like talking to most people when I talk to someone I spend most of that time thinking about how I want to kill them or or I think about what it would look like if they died in, in various ways. I, I imagine their bodies and how they would scream and or they wouldn't scream and just take it or, you know. they would beg I was trying to figure out how I could um I thought it'd be a funny shot. Okay, so you know how I was doing the other angle from this front room here with the desk, with the table. But then I had that, I had the third camera that was usually positioned here. It doesn't matter. The point I was trying to say is that I think it'd be funny to, to have these two main angles, right? And then have the third kind of way, way out and I'm just hanging and I'm just swinging from the ceiling. But then it just goes back to me um, here on the couch to imply that like I'm dead. You know what I mean? But it wouldn't make sense. Well, well that's why it'd be funny because it doesn't make sense. Um. 
but yeah, just like an intermittent clip of, of me swinging. But then I go back to uh, jerking off on the couch. That'd be good. Um, um, This is one of those things where it's like um, I'm doing for the sake of of like not of 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 dreading the idea of dreading the future where I um, look back and regret like not doing it, you know, or where I'm dreading the idea of asking myself why I never did that thing. And, um, this is, this is that thing. This is, this is the result of that thing. And that's all any podcast has ever been, um, is, uh, a fear that if, uh, they didn't document something so, inconceivably trite and boring that they'd someone would miss out on the brilliant insight um, that you have to offer and um, I don't know where does that end when do we start taking steps back where we're not uh, as encouraged to share um, everything when there is more pride and in, in not having documented your thoughts and opinions publicly? I can't stop. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I, I, I don't get any validation from anything else in my life. This is the only validation. This is my only source of validation. And it's not that I never had other sources of validation, but this is the best one. And so I've, for I, I've I've decided to focus on on this, and nothing else really seems to interest me. And this hardly interests me, but it's still more than than anything else. I'm completely selfish and. Um, narcissistic I'm self-obsessed and 
I can't stop looking at myself and hearing myself out loud and in my head. I journal about myself, about my life, and I journal about and think about other people in relation to me and I feel that that's all it's actually ever been but it sounds bad to most people That's it. That was the point. I don't know. <laughs> the point the point is that I suck. The point is that I suck and I hate people. And I love myself, but I suck just as much as anyone else. Uh, but I only have the capacity to love me. And I don't have any love to afford anyone else at the moment. I need all of it. This is the only thing in my mind that validates my experience. And it, it's and it sucks and it's stupid. And it sucks and it's stupid that that's what it that, that this is what it is. Um, oh, fuck. And I and I chose it, and I'm sticking with it, and I don't know. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Really, this should be like buried, you know, in, in a, in a, in a box. If, if really I should have like an equivalent of, of a, of a shoe box that I put these in and never, and I only dig up every couple years when I want to reflect on how cringe I used to be. And, um, when I left home, I had, a physical box, a real box, a real shoe box of those journals that I had um, collected over like 10 years, maybe. had about 10 years worth worth of, of journals 
and I left them all in my dad's. And I liked reading through them once in a while because at that point I wasn't, it wasn't necessarily for cringe entertainment. It wasn't hate reading. It was, it was genuine interest in myself. It was genuine self exploration and, and reflection and, um, and like an earnest attempt to grow from it. And um, I hope he threw them away. Because I know what's in them. I wrote it. Or at least I like to think I know. I like to think I know exactly, not the words themselves, but I know the place I was. I know where I was mentally and what I was doing in the context of what was going on in my life. And... um I know generally what I would write. Much like this, I don't, you know, even things I recorded like a year ago, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I talked about. I don't know why I would say anything like that on any, like none of it makes sense. I'm just journaling in a new form because I'm too lazy to, um, to write I'm too lazy to type and it sucks that I, I've actually I feel like I've regressed because now I need an audience for my journals you know I don't I feel like I want an audience for for things that really serve no one other than myself. I can't help it. Yeah, I, I get it. That's like the biggest like idiosyncrasy is that I continue to to post it. I continue to to make it and and package it for an audience allegedly. It's with with someone in mind. No matter, no matter if I say it's for myself, if it ends up somewhere, it's because I put it there. And even if I tell myself I'm not going to put it somewhere, there is some part of me that I'll always say, well, what if I do? And I think that will always affect how I, how I make things, how I, like how I make this journal and and it and it it was the same with my real journal. It was the same with my paper, my private notebook, spiral notebook journal. Was always this idea of what if someone finds this, and I like I I, I write it in mind for an audience, um, whether it's someone 
else or it's like just future me. And that's what is so annoying about it is that I struggle to just write for the sake of writing and and journaling for the sake of journaling. It was always with an observer in mind and it can never feel as honest as I wanted it to be. And I feel like I live my life as if someone is always observing. And yes, I observe myself constantly. I am never alone because I'm constantly conscious of myself. And I hate that. And I completely hate that. And I don't trust what I make to be an accurate representation of, I don't trust the things that I say or do aloud, even to myself, to be a real expression of anything that I really like want. Like, I, I don't know. That's really stupid, I think. I, I, I don't really know what that means. It's it's like I said, I'm I'm self obsessed, so that's anyway, I used to I, I was I was gonna say that I that I was regressing, but I think it's always been the same. It's just now I have another way to do the same thing I used to do on paper. And this makes a little more money than uh, just journaling privately. Oh my God. Uh, when will 9-11-2 come out? Place your bets. I wonder if you can bet on that on one of those uh, my bookie sites where you can bet on like anything. I wonder if you can bet on an uh, a similar event on the scale of 911 happening on a certain day or during a certain month or year or if you can bet on like <laughs> or you can bet on like how many people will die in the next mass shooting in the United <laughs> States I don't like to place a bet on the next mass shooting And then, and then you can split the profits with um, the families of the victims. That because you you prearranged it, because you were the shooter, but you talk to the victims first and agree to a a payout. 
I think everyone wins in that. You know, assuming you take out a, a life insurance policy like early enough. Uh, there's winners all around. Yeah, if anyone if anyone's planning on that and wants to bet on that, I'm happy to participate and be a victim. I, I think my I think my dad would be down to handle the splitting of the proceeds. Um, I don't have a life insurance policy, but I can. I think it's pretty easy. I started getting. Uh, I think I started getting ads or started getting uh, fucking flyers or whatever in the mail from like AAA. Oh, it's because I it's because I signed up for AAA for my car, and then they're like, "Hey, did you know we also have a bajillion life insurance things?" Because it's only for it's for old people. Um, they think I'm an old fuck. They think I have a family that I, I like care about leaving behind and. You're like, what if what's gonna happen when you die? You're only twenty eight. Be funny if like they made I feel like life insurance policies are always like at least there's like a minimum, you know, and it's always at least like somewhat significant amount, like five thousand dollars or something, but the idea of taking out a life insurance policy that only pays out like 20 bucks and then putting like a beneficiary that's like someone you someone that you kind of hate that you want to like spite and then they just like get a check for $20 <laughs> they get a check for $20 and then the memo it says like it says Gabe died are you happy? <laughs> happy now? No, I should just say happy now, question mark. $20. Um, I've been thinking about how to... Um, I, I, I'm thinking about memorializing my my Facebook page. I'm thinking about, um, getting a, just forging a, like a death certificate from some like foreign country and, um, and then dying and then, uh, and then sending and, and then sending that to Facebook, excuse me, and getting my page memorialized. I don't know if many people even do that anymore. I think, People like barely use Facebook anymore to bother memorializing, but I think that's why it'll be even funnier. It's because like I don't even use like I don't even use Facebook. I haven't been on active on Facebook since probably twenty like twenty eighteen. So for it to even be memorialized, I think is it's good time. I think it's good timing. It's good timing. Uh, and I, I'm curious to see how far. So, cause like, so like I'm not in, I haven't talked to anyone who like would care. 
uh, in a long time. And so if they find out that I died from seeing my Facebook page memorialized, how far can they go to get to a point where they find me here and find out I'm not dead? That that's the that's gonna be the joke. That's gonna be the funny line. That's the funny that's that's the funny part. So maybe what I should do is this is the last episode for now. And then I die on Facebook. I die uh in Minecraft in Roblox. And so that when my friends and family reverse image search my face or whatever and find my porn, they'll still see that my last video was um, kind of lines up with my death, my, my fake death certificate from uh, Brazil maybe or uh, the Philippines. Let me know where you think I should fake die in the comments. Uh, I'll fake die wherever you want. Wherever the the crappiest looking death certificates are from, perhaps like an African nation would, would just have a a sticky note or something. It just says uh, the name and the day, death, and it just says death, or just a skull a skull emoji. Uh, that's dumb. All right. Well, um, if this is the last episode for a while, just know um, I'm not dead this time. Um, this fake death is for my uh, real family and friends. This time, I, the last fake death was for uh, my porn entity. This that was for my 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 simps and for my uh, most degenerate fans. Uh, this next one is going to be for friends and family only. Okay. So if you know me uh, personally, if you're a friend or a family member, uh, don't spoil it for everyone else. Okay. If you figure it out individually on, on your own, or if I have told you about, this podcast or, or about what I do or about, about any of the porn stuff and you know that I'm alive, please don't spoil it for the rest of uh, my friends and family. Cause, um, just don't, it's, it's the one thing I'll ask you to do. And if you do, if you do spoil it, I'm going to kill myself. So don't, uh, don't do it or else I will uh, kill myself. And uh, in my suicide note, I will specifically say uh, it was all your fault. Um, no matter who you are, no matter if I barely know you, I will, uh, it, even if you're just the guy who uh, cuts my hair, um, I will put your name and the police will come to you and say, what did you do? I won't say anything about what you did. I'll just say it's all your fault. So and so. Um, I hope you're happy. 
and then and then I will also name that person uh, as my beneficiary for my life insurance policy for twenty dollars. Um, if you want to be a beneficiary of mine, let me know. I will. Uh, I will put you in my will. My number one fan will be my beneficiary. And you can have it all. You can have you can have everything. You can have the Nikki flag. You have the John Cena cardboard cutout. You can have uh, the camo hat. You can have Pookie. You can have everything I've ever I've ever cummed on, uh, and more, and more. Uh, thanks for listening to Geraldo's Edge Game episode sixty nine, the funny episode. Um, good luck and good night.
Oh.
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking 